Well, for the last uh, year and a half, America has uh, said uh, if other countries uh, hold their dollars uh, in European banks or American banks uh, and they do something that we don't like, we have a right to grab all of their dollars and simply take them. Uh, for instance, uh, Venezuela wanted to have a socialist government. So the, uh, America told England, uh, take all of Venezuela's gold and seize it and uh, uh, we will uh, we will designate somebody we think should be president of uh, Venezuela, uh, Mr. Gu Guido or Guaido. Oh, Guaido, I, I don't even remember his name fully. Uh, they and so uh, uh, Venezuela lost its gold supply. La a year ago, February, America simply grabbed uh, all of Russia's savings uh, in the West. America's uh, told uh, China, Iran, uh, other countries, if you don't do a uh, uh, impose the sanctions against Russia and China, if you don't uh, commit economic suicide by depend by letting America uh, colonize you financially, we will just grab all of your money. Everything's fair play. You're holding dollars, we get to grab it. So uh, they've told the whole world that the dollar is no longer safe. The dollar is now a political currency. And uh, other countries look at the statistics and they realize that uh, how are these dollars being pumped into the world economy? They're being, the, uh, ever since the Korean War, the major uh, factor per, uh, in the American balance of payments deficit that uh, sends dollars abroad has been military spending. So when other countries keep their foreign exchange reserves in dollars, Europe, Russia, China, the, the, then by holding the dollars, they hold uh, these dollars safely in treasury securities. They have been uh, uh, buying a treasury security has been fund the way of funding America's 800 military bases surrounding them. So foreign countries have paid for America to surround them, them with military bases and to fund America's military because uh, the, do the dollars that are in the world are the uh, monetization of American military spending. That's what my book, Super Imperialism, was all about. Uh, and this was a very uh, conscious policy uh, by the United States, uh, by the Defense Department. I had many meetings with the State Department, uh, the Defense Department, uh, uh, way back uh, uh, right after America went on gold, and they were very clear that, uh, yes, uh, as long as we can have other countries holding their reserves in dollars, not in gold, not in any alternative to the dollar, then uh, we can uh, spend all the money we want militarily, and uh, uh, they will not dare fight against us. Uh, so uh, other countries now decide, wait a minute, America, we're seeing what uh, NATO is doing uh, in uh, Ukraine, fighting to the last Ukrainian. We see that they're now trying to get Taiwan. Uh, they would like Taiwan to fight to the last Taiwanese. Uh, they'd uh, like to promote military uh, uh, instability all over. So they're, they're bailing out of the dollar. How do they do this? Uh, how do they finance their trade? Well, Saudi Arabia uh, and China uh, sat down and said, well, most of our trade really is with each other. Uh, Saudi Arabia has been buying American military uh, goods, but then it realizes that America uh, if uh, can simply stop uh, giving them spare parts and repairing their goods. So uh, Saudi Arabia and China are uh, dealing in their own currencies now uh, with currency swaps. And uh, uh, the uh, BRICS countries, uh, Russia, China, Iran, other countries are all putting in place uh, uh, currency swaps to deal in their own currencies for trade 
amongst uh, themselves. Well, so far, these are only bilateral deals uh, because there isn't really uh, a common alternative currency. In order to make uh, a, a, an alternative currency beyond merely holding each other's currency, you would have to have an alternative to the International Monetary Fund. And uh, that uh, that's what uh, Lula uh, was talking about uh, uh, when he went uh, uh, to Asia. Uh, how do we make a a uh, common uh, a common alternative uh, bank. Well, the problem with an alternative bank is uh, you need uh, its members to agree on who gets uh, the credits. Uh, the idea is to make something like what uh, John Maynard Keynes proposed way back in 1944, a bank that w would create uh, paper gold, uh, artificial money, uh, and uh, essentially uh, give it to uh, various countries. Uh, it, the, the, uh, the kind of special money that this uh, bank w would create isn't, for, isn't the kind of money that you spend at the grocery store. It's not money that would spend domestically. It's money to do what gold does, and that is only settle balance of payments deficits among central banks. That's what gold is now. Uh, before you had the, dollars, uh, the uh, dollar standard or treasury bill standard in 1971, when countries would run a balance of payments deficit, they'd have to pay in gold. So uh, every month uh, during the Vietnam War, uh, the soldiers in the army would spend money in Vietnam uh, in Southeast Asia. Uh, that used to be part of the French colonial empire. The banks were mainly French. The, uh, uh, the banks would send uh, the dollars that were spent to uh, the central bank in Paris, and General de Gaulle uh, would take these dollars and would uh, uh, say, okay, here are the dollars we have give us your uh, gold at uh, $35 an ounce. Uh, and uh, that was how America's gold stock was going way down. It's spending abroad. Not only uh, France was getting gold, but Germany was getting gold by uh, export running a trade surplus and cashing its uh, a surplus into gold. So uh, you're seeing right now uh, other countries and uh, running, uh, instead of getting more dollars as they run a balance of payment surplus, uh, they're buying gold uh, and they're buying each other's currencies. Uh, it's going to be a while before they can be a real BRICS bank because uh, you're going to have to have a political agreement among a large group of countries over you know, what kind of money is uh, really going to uh, be created. How are we going to create and allocate this uh, paper gold? Uh, uh, among uh, countries that can be used uh, for uh, among uh, ourselves. Uh, that is still being uh, discussed. Uh, and uh, we're going to, but when it is finishes being discussed, people will not have to uh, deal with dollars at all anymore. Uh, and in fact, if they trade with the United States, they can say, well, uh, if you want to buy something from China, you pay in our currency. Uh, uh, we're not, we're go going to uh, cut back our spending on the United States. And all of a sudden, if the United States is unable to have other people keep their savings in dollars, meaning buying treasury uh, securities, then how how are they going to pay the international uh, balance of payments costs of their military spending? They won't be able to spend militarily abroad. The only way they can do it is drastically cut back imports in the America. And to do that, you have to cut uh, wage rates by 20 percent. You have to uh, you have to make the American labor force the poorest labor force in the West. 
so that all of the uh, the uh, balance of payments money that's spent is not on buying uh, goods and services to consume, but only for military spending. That is uh, uh, the Cold War. And the American uh, wage earning class and the labor unions are committing labor suicide by not realizing that uh, if you uh, fo refocus your balance of payments away from uh, industry and uh, towards military, that, uh, this, uh, that it's the consumers and the wage earners uh, that have to suffer. And of course, if the wage earners uh, uh, in the domestic market really has its wages go down, why would anyone invest in the United States if nobody, no workers can afford to buy the products that they produce? And uh, other countries are uh, buying products from each other, not from the United States. That's what the future is looking like for the U.S. economy.